Sports, Politics, Life, 360 Document Solutions presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues online at 360DocumentSolutions.com. Oh, they are just flat out messing with you. Don't let them do it. Don't let them do it on this big AFC Championship Week. We are sports heavy again at KKHI. As we lock in on Patrick Mahomes' ankle, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Cincinnati Bengals, and all things AFC title game. So many other stories here that we'll we'll have, but the headline today for me is very easy. Don't let them fool you. And I'm talking about the media and what has happened with this Patrick Mahomes story over the last 48 hours has been nothing short of remarkable. Here's what has happened with Patrick Mahomes' ankle. We watched the game. We watched the, if you, I was at the game, but I've, wa- I've rewatched the broadcast. It was like a funeral. Mahomes is dead. The Chiefs are cooked, whatever. This is the end of the world. He comes back. It's 20 to 17. He leads his team down for a touchdown, finds a way to throw passes, jumping up off his left leg, does whatever he does. Most importantly, doesn't turn the ball over while Trevor Lawrence is turning the ball over and the Chiefs win the game and they move on. Then they're like, okay, this ankle could be the end of the world. It's a high ankle sprain. Nobody comes back after that. Then the story went away. Remember, it went away because there were games Sunday. There was a game Saturday night. Then there were two games Sunday. The story went away. All anybody talked about anywhere was the Dallas Cowboys melting down and Dak Prescott having turnovers until some point, maybe late Monday, Monday afternoon, Monday evening. People started, okay, Andy Reid has now spoken about Mahomes. You started to see a little bit of a crawl on ESPN when the KU game was on Monday night, right? You could see the Mahomes crawl at the bottom. We're starting to revisit the story. Then what happened on Tuesday was so predictable. Here they came. Here came the same people. This is amazing. The exact same people in the media, nationally and locally, in Kansas City, the same people that told you we couldn't and shouldn't play football because of COVID-19, because the players line up across from each other on the offensive line, they will die. Remember, we had people saying that. We had people in the media saying they're risking their lives to play football. And a professor at Northwestern that said, literally, we will lose and kill football players if they play football. Do you guys all remember this? Because football said, hell no. No, we watched baseball fold up and basketball fold up. We watched all that. And then football said, hell no. We're we're playing. We're playing football. And they played. And we were going to lose college kids. And everybody was going to die. And we were going to wipe out entire Chi Omega houses. All the girls were going to die. Everybody's going to die at the frat house. Everybody was going to die. The football team, this could be a, this is unbelievable what we're doing to these people. We're going to kill them. Remember those people? Those people are now all saying the same thing about Patrick Mahomes, and that is he won't play Sunday. He can't play. He's got a high ankle sprain. He can't play. He won't play. Fear monger, fear monger, fear monger. Look, you got to think, and, and listen, there could be something way worse with this ankle that the Chiefs aren't saying. If somebody wants to report the Chiefs are lying or misleading the public and Chad Henney is starting on Sunday, I will listen to that report. If somebody wants to say that, I'm all ears. We have inside information. The Mahomes thing is worse. There's a structural problem. There's a fracture. There's something. If somebody wants to report that, I'm all ears that he won't play Sunday. But this, oh, it's a high ankle sprain. He can't play. He shouldn't play. They should go with Henney and just try to win with Henny, and then by the time the Super Bowl came around, Mahomes could be healthy. That'd be two more weeks after Sunday. 
All of these were the same people that wanted to shut down sports for COVID and told you players were going to die. These are people that should not be allowed to be in the media. <laughs> you know, I've been accused through the years of being called a shock jock or whatever because I have strong opinions. But I don't fake stories. I don't make things up. I don't build something to you and say, oh, there's no way he can play. So we can come back next week and go, oh, my God, this was the most miraculous, incredible performance we've ever seen. And that is what they are doing. So many people on the left in the media are like a stock market ticker. You know how the Dow Jones just spikes up and down or your heart rate monitor just spikes up and down as your heartbeat goes? That's what they love to do. They loved the story Saturday. Look at this heroic performance. Then it went away for two days. Then they come back and go, well, he can't play. He can't possibly play. They're building, they're, they're what? Because to be honest, the story is kind of boring. If we really want to be honest about this, it is a boring injury. It's a boring story. It's ice the ankle every day. It's get treatment. It's maybe try to stretch it. We, they're not going to tell us whether it's one, two, or three ligaments that are strained and damaged or torn or whatever in that high ankle. They're not going to tell us the extent of this thing. They're not, but it's treatment every day. It's constant treatment. They've made it sound like very early in the week that he probably won't practice. If he does, it will be something light, like a walkthrough, whatever. And then on game day, it's what they don't want you to know about. And that's every needle, every drug, everything in the arsenal, they throw at that ankle and he goes out and he plays. Now, how well he plays, we can debate that and I'll get to that in a moment. But don't let them fool you here midweek. This is this is the setup for, wow, look at this incredible story. Can you believe that this guy is playing? Most people I run with in the real world, and I think most of you, I could be wrong. You can email me and tell me I'm wrong. Most of you believe the same thing I believe, and that is he's going to play. We don't know how great he's going to be. We don't know how much flexibility or mobility he'll have. That's unknown until we watch the game. But Patrick Mahomes is a freak. We've seen this. We've seen him do things other guys don't do. And Mahomes, at 70% mobility, is better than, has more mobility than Chad Henney. I, I love these stories that are coming out like, oh, you can't sacrifice your body and go out there and play if he doesn't have his full mobility. This is just asking for an injury. You could get hurt. This could be devastating. He's risking his life because he can't use his ankle properly. Really? You think Patrick Mahomes with half an ankle has less mobility than Tom Brady? Who are these people? Who are these people? Mahomes has a freakish skill set. Freakish skill set. So he loses part of it. You want to sit here and make the argument that Joe Burrow's a better pocket passer than Patrick Mahomes? Because if Mahomes has to be a pocket passer, who's the better pocket passer? I'll listen to it. I think Burrow's a stud. But let me, let me take a different turn here. I couldn't feel better midweek about the Chiefs' chances. The more I look at this matchup, the more I, I'm, I'm just beside myself that I bought it. I was watching the Bengals beat the Bills, and I thought, oh, boy, the Chiefs are cooked. I was. I was right there with you. I have completely done a 180 here because I, I'm, I'm taking a look at the history, the pedigree, the numbers. These things matter. Perspective matters. A lot of things here matter. The public doesn't seem to care. The public believes the Chiefs are in trouble. We have an unprecedented situation in Las Vegas. The Chiefs opened very quickly as a three-point favorite in this game. 
I predicted they'd open at two and a half. I was sitting with some friends watching the Bengals game. They said, what do you think the line will be? I said, Chiefs by two and a half. It was three. It immediately went to two and a half. And since then, I said, I think they'll bet it down. I think the public will be on the Bengals. And this has happened. People have jumped all over the Bengals. This line has moved five and a half points from the Chiefs as a three-point favorite to the Bengals as a two and a half point favorite. This is unprecedented in a title game. This has never happened in Vegas. Vegas got this one wrong. We always like to prop Vegas up. They get, their, their job is to get half the bets on each side. That's what they do. Vegas is firmly entrenched right now with all their money on the Kansas City Chiefs because millions and millions and millions of dollars have been wagered on the Bengals and almost none on the Chiefs. So Vegas is essentially betting on the Chiefs this week. I am going to bet on the Chiefs this week. If I can catch this thing at the Chiefs plus three, you better bet your life I'm taking this bet. And I'll give you some reasons why I feel good about this game. The, the number one is Joe Burrow isn't Patrick Mahomes. Everybody wants to jump on this bandwagon that he's better than Mahomes. He's the best quarterback. He's this or that. He's not. He has a better team the last two years. I don't think there's any question about that. He's had a better roster around him and a better team. But this, you know, Bengals and Bengals fans calling Arrowhead Stadium Burrowhead now, this man has never scored 30 points in a playoff game. Patrick Mahomes averages 31 and a half in playoff games. Let me repeat that again. Joe Burrow has never scored 30 in a playoff game or postseason game of any kind. Patrick Mahomes averages 31.4. This season, the Chiefs were up four points in the fourth quarter, driving at Cincinnati, nine minutes, eight minutes to go. Kelsey crossed the middle, 19-yard line. They're holding Kelsey up, and they strip the ball. The Chiefs are putting this game away. There is little argument to that point in the game the Chiefs were the better team. They're up four. They're going up 11. On the road in the fourth quarter, salting it away when we saw a fluke play where Kelsey doesn't get to the ground. They're holding him up, and they strip the ball from him. You remember the play? Chiefs had that game won right there. Cincinnati was back on its heels. The Chiefs were going in to score. It was going to be an 11-point lead. Last year in the Super Bowl, Joe Burrow was good. 263 yards and a touchdown. They scored 20. They scored zero in the fourth quarter. This is, this is worth noting. Burrow had a nice day. 263, one touchdown. But there's two things that stand out. He put 20 points on the board and didn't score in the fourth quarter with the game on the line. Okay? In the wild card. Two weeks ago, 20 points and a touchdown, 209 yards. Burrow didn't hurt him, didn't throw an interception. They needed a 98-yard defensive score to win that game. Last week in the snow, put exclamation points on how Burrow played, and he was terrific, 242 yards passing and two touchdowns. But the Bengals in the snow, completely against what they've done all year. This has not been who they are, okay? Maybe they should be better at this, but they have not done this. And I think a lot of this was because of the snow. Somehow, Cincinnati was better in the snow than Buffalo. They were. They were quicker. Their footing was more sure. We saw it all day. Maybe they had better shoes. I don't know what they did. They just looked like a better team. I think they're better than Buffalo. Don't get me wrong. I think their team is better than Buffalo. 
but the Bengals had 172 yards rushing in that game. They're not rushing for a buck 72 this week. Look, I'm no big staunch, hey, the Chiefs defensive front is great against the run. They're going to stop the Bengals, but they can give up 100 to the Bengals on the ground, and that's a whole heck of a lot different than 172. A lot different than 172 on the ground. Las Vegas is now, the, the, the sports analysts in Vegas are responding saying, we installed the Chiefs as a three-point favorite because the 172 yards rushing was a complete anomaly by the Bengals. Make no mistake about this, Vegas thinks the Chiefs are favored here. They are shocked with what the public has done. I'm not. I, we all felt it. You felt it. I felt it. What I'm doing, you, I'm giving you your Wednesday cup of coffee here. Here's your little cup of joe to prop you up. It doesn't have to be like this. I, 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 there's no way. There is no way I'm not playing the Chiefs if they're getting three points. I'm playing them either way now. I'm, I'm just playing them either way. And the more this happens, the more the team knows everybody thinks they're – I'm like, every, you can't have something more insulting to a pro football team that has had five straight AFC title games in a row, has a Super Bowl ring up in their, in their closet, and has been to two Super Bowls. You can't insult them more than them thinking – Everyone in America has moved this line from the Chiefs as a three-point favorite to the Bengals as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Everybody in America agrees this one's done. The Bengals are winning it. Everyone in America agrees. You cannot get past that. The Chiefs know it. The players know it. The coaches know it. They will use it as motivation. Patrick Mahomes will play Sunday unless there is something this injury they have not disclosed. Patrick Mahomes is playing. Don't listen to the naysayers. These are the people that wanted to cancel football for COVID. These are the people that said, you can't do this, you can't do that, and they're loony, okay? They have a distorted perspective of the world and see things, I, they see things in a strange way that we simply can't, in a bad way, not a good way. It's not like they're Nostradamus here. So don't buy into it. The hype right now is, and, and people will tell you, oh, the reason the line has moved is they're all convinced Mahomes is not playing that this is Chad Henney. If it's Chad Henney, the Bengals should be a three-point favorite. And I disagree. I don't think, I think Mahomes was out all day Saturday. I think the Chiefs would have lost. It's close to 50-50, but I think they would have lost because I don't think Chad Henney would have gone the entire game without a turnover. I don't. And I think getting Mahomes back in there, that was big. And I think Mahomes has learned, and I think this is his age and his experience now. I think he knows they lost to the Bengals last year because of his turnovers. I think he knows I can't turn it over. I can take a sack, but I can't turn it over. I can throw it away, but I can't turn it over. You just can't turn it over. And I expect Mahomes to play, and I expect him to not turn it over. That is the lowest bar you have for Patrick Mahomes. Hey, listen, if they're down 10 late and they're chucking it around and he throws a turnover, that's a different deal. I'm talking about to go out in the balance of the game and win the game. The Chiefs were up 21-3 to on this outfit earlier this year. Or in the in the game last year, in the playoff game last year, twenty one to three, before the turnovers came. This year they had the four point lead going up eleven when they had a turnover. It's pretty simple. The Chiefs have lost to the Bengals because of turnovers. That's it. And they've led in these games, and they've looked like the better team at many times. This is not some sort of mismatch and a team they can't beat. It is on on Sunday. Now we've got a a big announcement here for the podcast. And I just couldn't be more happy and proud of this. I think I've mentioned a time or two before. There are certain people that we have known for a long time and trusted and done business with 
and that I was a spokesperson for and had wonderful relationships with for a number of years. Some of them over 20 years, some of them more like 15 years, and that's where this category comes in. It's a group of people, and, and there are probably more coming that we could not contractually do business with until 2023. I, there's no reason for you to go into the details. A lot of you probably know what that's all about. Doesn't matter. Couldn't contact them, couldn't talk to them, couldn't ask them to be on the podcast, couldn't do whatever. So we reached out to these folks who I had worked with for so long, and I, I felt such great pride and stock in being there from the beginning and helping in any way that I could. When they had four employees, and we did remotes in a lobby of a bank building, and they were back in the office answering phone calls, selling to tickets, selling tickets to Kansas City fans, whether it's the Chiefs, Royals, KUK State of Missouri, we would do live remotes and they would have discounts on tickets during the remote, special prices, special pricing just for my Between the Lines radio show. And their phones would ring off the hook and people would buy tickets and they loved us. They're like, come on out and do a remote every month. Let's do this discount and let's do this. The company, of course, is ticketsforless.com. And they've grown from four employees to 90. They are a massive and wonderful, great Kansas City company. They do business nationwide. They sell tickets all over the country, but they have not, well, it's not that they haven't lost sight of being a Kansas City company. They are a Kansas City company. This is what they are. Yes, they've got deals with 70 teams around the country now, but it started by having deals with the Royals and the Chiefs and KU and buying up season tickets and, and reselling them and having this resale marketplace. And as we watch Congress get all over Ticketmaster and some of these ridiculous outfits out there and everybody's ticket look Ticketmaster might be the most unpopular company in America especially you know if, if that's your thing if you go to events you've never had anything worse than Ticketmaster and all these teams do these affiliations with Ticketmaster it's a joke it's an absolute nobody likes it it's a total scam they're in trouble with Congress it's bad the Taylor Swift fiasco this year was a joke tickets for less easy no added fees the price you see on your screen is what you pay it is so simple. They are so honest, and they are so good at what they do. They have the Better Business Bureau's highest rating. I've, been, I've known Dan and his team and these wonderful people for so many years. Adam and Marion, we met with them a few weeks ago and said, hey, what do you think? You want to get started? They're like, let's do it. Let's give the podcast a try. And this week, to start and welcome ticketsforless.com to KKHI, they are offering something just for listeners here that you cannot get anywhere else. Your order this week is 15% off with the promo code KKHI. That means your AFC championship game tickets on Sunday. If you want to go to the Chiefs Bengals, ticketsforless.com, 15% off at checkout. Promo code KKHI. There is no other promo code this week. There is no other media outlet. There is only one single way to save 15% on your tickets, and that's significant for the AFC title game. No matter what level. Whether you want upper corners, cheapest seat to get in, or you want some club level in a suite, whatever. Whatever you want, 15% off. That is real money in your pocket just for listening to this podcast. I just about cried when they told me we were the only outlet they were doing this with. Now, I need your help spreading the word. You may not be going. You may not want to go. Let people know about this discount. For crying out loud, if people want to go to the title game Sunday, let them know about this discount. Don't let them overpay. 
But let's make it our mission that anybody buying tickets at Tickets for Less this week needs to use the promo code KKHI. Because if they do, everybody saves money. Tickets for Less is obviously happy with the feedback they'll get from the podcast. But I'm, I'm, I know this is like a, a little bit of a win one for the Gipper speech here. I need your help. Text your friends. Let them know. Retweet my tweets. Share the podcast with them. Let them know. 15% off. There is only one way to save 15% off Chiefs tickets this week. That makes these the lowest ticket prices anywhere without a doubt. 15% off ticketsforless.com. Promo code is KKHI. Now, it's 15% off across the board. You want to go ahead and buy your Billy Joel tickets for that concert or one of the great country concerts that's coming up or any other event that Tickets for Less does, use the promo code this week, KKHI, and you save 15%. Jump on it. 15% off. Whatever event you are thinking about going and seeing, get on the site, buy your tickets now, 15% off. KKHI, promo code, at checkout. And please share with your friends, send texts, whatever it is that you do. Let them know if you're thinking about going to the game or you're looking for tickets, that the best way this week, without question, the best way, no fees added, ticketsforless.com, promo code KKHI is 15% off. And that applies. If you want to buy stuff for the year, go for it. Royals opening day, whatever it is you're looking for, apply that code today. Apply it. 15% off. I can't thank Dan and his team, and Adam, and Mary, and, and the great folks at Tickets for Less for welcoming us back, taking a chance on the podcast. This is new to them. They don't do podcasts. We know what Tickets for Less does. They have a lot of great advertising out there, television and radio and print and online. They're a massive company now. It is unbelievable the success this company has had and what that has done for our community because they're really tied to the community, really tied with so many events that they do and the goodwill and all of the great things that Tickets for Less does. I am proud to know these folks. I am proud to have represented this company since their inception, really since their inception, since day one. And it was horrible doing two years of podcasting without being able to talk about Tickets for Less. Now, everyone that ever emailed me and said, hey, where do I get tickets for something? I sent you all the last two years to Tickets for Less because I use them. It's where I got um, many, where I got my Georgia, Alabama championship tickets. You can get parking passes there. If you've got Chiefs tickets this week and you need parking, it's cheaper there than anywhere else. It's everything. Ticketsforless.com. They're wonderful people, and we are just, gosh, we're thrilled to have them on board. Spread the word. There's only one place to spend the least amount of money this week on Chiefs Bengals tickets. And if you know people in Cincinnati, tell them. If you've got family in Cincinnati, they can buy them there. If the Bengals fans are coming, they can save 15% too. The promo code is KKHI. We are so Happy to have ticketsforless.com on board. I told him in our meeting a couple weeks ago, I said, what's funny is I know how a lot of you react. A lot of you will send me emails or texts or whatever and congratulate, say, way to go getting ticketsforless.com. I said, I have an understanding like this. Like the listeners of the podcast are congratulatory and root for us to get some of these sponsors that we had on radio. And so it's just thrilling. It's, it's, it's just thrilling. I, I may have run into some people in radio at the game on Saturday uh, at the game, and I it may have been awkward. <laughs> oh, that's all I can say. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, continuing with sports, we got some college basketball here. Yeah, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on K-State-Iowa State. Kansas State was down most of the night in this game. They didn't handle the ball well. They turned it over a bunch, and they didn't box out. Amazingly, 
they pulled within one with 543 to go and only lost by four. It was Kansas State is just resilient, man. They just keep coming at you. I, I don't know if they're in better shape than other teams. I don't know if he's rotating his roster. I don't know how they say they stay fresh and fast, but they do. Kansas State, after pulling within one with 543 to go, five times from that point going forward, it was a one-possession game, and five times in a row, Iowa State scored. I mean, you talk about coming up big. Iowa State had to come up big. K-State kept pulling within one possession, and five straight possessions, Iowa State scored up one possession. And that really was the difference in the game. Kansas State's got some ball handling issues. We saw it. Iowa State is a terrific, I mean terrific, defensive basketball team. This was the most points they've given up to a Big 12 team by far. I think the most they'd given up at home was 65, and K-State scored 76 in this game. Marquise Noel was a freak show. K-State was good, not good enough. This is Look, K-State's not going to run away with the Big 12. They're not that kind of team. This is going to be hard. They got Florida Saturday, then they go to Allen Fieldhouse. They may lose more before they win. Who knows? But, man, they're, they're really something to watch. They, they really, truly are. Iowa State pulls into a tie for first place with Kansas State with the win. The headline for me on Tuesday night was Missouri. And I put a lot of pressure on Missouri yesterday on the podcast. That was a must win. They had to go to Ole Miss and win. Ole Miss is, is good but not great. They're not a tournament team. It's just the kind of conference game you have to go win, and you can't start racking up losses in those because there's so dang many other good teams in your league. And Missouri did it, and they jumped from the gate. They went 9 out of 16 from 3 in the first half. I'll be darned if Missouri doesn't set a school record for an SEC game with 16 three-pointers. Just ridiculous. Mizzou shot their eyeballs out. 16 out of 30 from 3. Demoy Hodge had 24 points in this game. Missouri moves to 15-5, and 4-4 four and four in the SEC. And this was, I, I, I can't overstate this. These games are a big deal. You know, at, just as easily as I can say, look, losing to Iowa State on the road, where Iowa State hasn't lost this year, for Kansas State, I can see the positives for Kansas State in a loss. I can see a lot of positives there, and, and Jerome Tang talked about that. But this Missouri thing was a big deal. It was a must win. This is the kind of game you got to win, or you're going to find yourself just squarely sitting on the bubble in a few weeks, wondering if you're in the tournament. Missouri doesn't want any part of the bubble. And, and to this point, they don't deserve any part of the bubble. They, they are firmly in and need to stay there. The way you find yourself to the bubble is you go to Ole Miss and you lose. And Missouri just came out with their hair on fire. This was a tremendous win for Missouri. This is exactly what tournament teams do. It's what tournament teams do. And we know when you get to the tournament, it's about matchups. Crazy things can happen. Could Missouri or K-State this year, this year, could Missouri or K-State get on a run and make the Elite Eight in the tournament? Yes, they could. Either of these teams. That doesn't mean they will. Yeah, they're capable of going there and winning three games. I don't think either is a Final Four caliber team. But my God, how fun would that be? To get in the tournament, get a decent seed, go win two or three games, at least get to the second weekend? That's what it's all about, man. That's the ride. And this game was really important for Missouri along those lines. I mean, their, their line looks good now. 15-5, and 4-4 four and four in the SEC. Great. Let's go win some more games. Find a way to get a couple of games over 500 in the SEC. You're going to like your seeding. You're going to like it a lot. And I thought Missouri's experience showed, but mostly they just got open and got shots. And they looked terrific. 
That was a fun, fun game for the Missouri Tigers and an outstanding win. All right, KKHI is brought to you by Fry Orthodontics with 13 locations in our area online at fryorthodontics.com where your smile is just the start. Get that perfect smile for life with Invisalign or braces, the exact same price. Whether it's for your teenager or for you, they have a lot of adult clients. They do. they got got plenty of adult patients. If you've got some crooked teeth, if maybe you've got a few crooked on the bottom or it's just that, go, check, go see them. They're really good at this. And they can make it very simple for you. And you can do it in a way where others don't notice. It's, it, it really is a gift. Invisalign or braces, the same price, fryorthodontics.com. Buck Roofing and Construction, shocker, shocker alert. I got another email about Buck Roofing. Said they were trying to schedule a time. They went back and forth a couple of times when he, when he called Buck Roofing. I had to have something checked out on my roof. It was non-emergency. He's like, well, I can't be home at this time and you can't. And so they went back and forth a couple of times on the phone and Buck Roofing just came out and did it. He said, I, I've never, I can't, I've just never seen anything like it. They just like to heck with it. We're not getting this done. We're just going to come out. And they came out and did it. They inspected the roof and fixed whatever or did whatever. And he said, I, I don't know companies that operate like Buck Roofing. They're just incredible. They're just incredible. 913-384-2680. You'll sleep well knowing Buck Roofing fixed the roof over your head. Window World, title sponsor of KKHI. Simply the best for less. Winner of the JD Power Award, again, for customer service. Not just for products. We know the Window World products are great. They're made in America. They have a lifetime warranty. They do windows, doors, and siding with 0% available. They'll do a free analysis and estimate for you. Just have them out to your home, and they'll take a look. But they win the customer service awards. It is hard to be all that. That's why Window World is simply the best for less. 816-799-0820. Anywhere in Kansas, Missouri, Iowa. It's a regional business. He's got offices all over. And they can come right to your house. The official windows of the Kansas City Chiefs online at windowworld.com or call 816-799-0820 for Window World. All right, on to some other stories. The Royals traded Adalberto Mondesi to the Boston Red Sox on Tuesday for left-handed pitcher Josh Taylor. Taylor is a player the Royals have coveted for a while. The Royals, I think the headline here is what they're doing with their team. They've just traded away two opening day starters in back-to-back days. Michael A. Taylor is gone for two pitchers. Adalberto Mondesi is gone for a pitcher and a player to be named later. The Royals have added three pitchers that I think they believe factor into the equation of pitching this year. I think, and I don't hear a lot of people talking about this, I think the Royals are going all Tampa here. I think we may see one of these guys or two from time to time start a game and try to pitch the first two innings before the quote-unquote starter comes in, whoever that is. You know, Bubich maybe comes in in the third inning instead of actually starting the game. After one of these other guys pitches the first inning or two, I think we may start to see some of that with the Royals. I think that this signals to me that the only way J.J. Piccolo is going to remain general manager of the Royals and the only way the Royals are going to win, the only way they know how is we have got to have good pitching, period. We'll figure the other stuff out later. We've got a pitch. So they traded away a gold glove center fielder who's a good player, not a great player, but he's getting older. And Adalberto Montesi, who's going to be a free agent at the end of this year. And I said on the patron podcast yesterday, I won't give away the entire patron podcast. We had a lot of fun on the patron podcast yesterday talking about 
um, a lot of the things going on, including this trade. But I, I won't give that away. I, I do believe we're going to sit here two or three years from now and look back and go, wow, I can't believe what Mondesi's become. I'm not, I've not given up on him. I tweeted immediately upon hearing about the trade that, way to go, Adalberto, you'll never get hurt again. I think we'll probably look back at his days with the Royals and say those were the ones we was hurt. Maybe he's chronically injured. Maybe he never becomes anything. My guess is he'll be pretty healthy. He'll hit at Fenway. He'll put big numbers up, and we'll look back and go, wow. But the Royals were not in a position, nor did any fan want them to sign this guy to a three-year contract. With one year left and all the injuries, were you really going to sign him to a three-year deal and keep him around? So the Royals have gone to Bobby Witt at shortstop, which I'm not a giant fan of. He's not been a very good shortstop. To be honest, he's, he hasn't been. He's got a lot of work to do to be a major league shortstop because he's not defensively where he needs to be. Would he be a better third baseman or center fielder? I think so, but what do I know? The Royals have said, screw it. He's our guy. We can get this pitcher who, by the way, they control Josh Taylor through 2025. So we're talking about a three-season pitcher here, which is important. This guy can go out pitch for you if he's healthy for three seasons. And Bobby Witt is your shortstop. What does that leave in center field with Taylor gone? Kyle Isbell or Drew Waters? Doesn't make you feel great, but we know what the Royals are doing. They have a strategy, folks. They have a plan. They're showing us their hand. And I like it because I'm the guy, if you've been listening from the start of the podcast or even before that on radio, I'm the guy that's been saying, you know, we, we all watch these. We'll watch Brady Singer go out and pitch good one night and go, wow, okay, look at the Royals, how great they looked. Everybody has those nights. Everybody at some point looks good over the course of a baseball season. But the Royals pitching has been woeful. They have never, since Dayton Morgan, and never, and Piccolo, there's no reason to believe that they will, they have never drafted and developed starting pitching. They've never done that. So is this stockpiling of arms, most of them look like bullpen kind of guys, a switch to the Royals maybe going with beginners or whatever you call the, the starter, the one or two inning starter? Are they going to start doing that before they put their starting pitchers in and then try to get through seven innings? Three, four, five, six, seven. If you're if you can start with an opener, put a guy out there for two innings, and then you bring Bubich in and he goes the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. Now you're your setup guy and your closer. You might be able to win some games doing that. I think that's what this is about. We'll see what the Royals are doing. I just know that they've said we're moving on. We've got to stockpile pitchers and we've got to get some pitchers in here. So I'm kind of excited about that. Here's a story from golf we won't spend a lot of time on. It's been lots being made out of it for not much reason. Patrick Reed is a Masters champion. Rory McIlroy is not. Rory McIlroy is a bigger deal in golf and has won more tournaments than Patrick Reed. But Patrick Reed's probably got it in his head. I'm cooler than Rory because I got a freaking green jacket and you don't. Patrick Reed goes to live golf and they pay him a whole bunch of money to go over there and play. Rory McIlroy is trying to save the PGA Tour. They're starting their seasons this week in Dubai where in Dubai, wait, wait, these are the same people, hang on, in Dubai, these are the same people, they pay appearance fees for big-name golfers to come play in this tournament. Why do you think Patrick Reed's over there playing? He's getting paid just to show up, that's why. And so is Rory McIlroy, who has started his season 17 years in a row in Dubai. He was so connected to these people and the oil money, at one point, he called this place home for four years. And he's the one out there bashing live golf for paying golfers to come play. Rory's taken plenty of checks to go play golf, whether he wins or loses. 
So they show up on the driving range, and Rory's down there warming up. And in the offseason, Patrick Reed had a lawsuit against Live Golf and some people and all these other things. And, and so these two guys are in opposite sides. Patrick Reed, is he's a, he's a speaker. He says what's on his mind. Rory McIlroy is a speaker. He says what's on his mind. These guys are polar opposites now of what they want golf to be. Rory's wants the PGA Tour to succeed. Patrick Reed is happy to be at Live Golf and getting paid all this money. And he walks down, Patrick Reed does, to the end of the driving range to shake Rory's hand and say, look, man, hey, all the other stuff aside, we're competitors. Good to see you, friend. And Rory shook his hand and then kind of blew him off. And when asked about it afterwards, Rory said, I didn't feel the need to acknowledge him. He came to me. I would not have gone down and said hi to him. These guys could wind up playing together this week, honestly. Rory was then asked about repairing his relationship with fellow Ryder Cup teammate, Sergio Garcia. He said, no, I don't feel any need to repair my relationship. Sergio's gone off to live golf. So Rory is like defriending all these people for going to live golf. And I simply don't understand it. Now, if you didn't like him to begin with, that's one thing. And he may not have liked Patrick Reed. He may be looking for a reason to ignore the guy at all costs. That happens out on tour. There's a lot of guys out there don't like each other. If that's the case and Rory never liked Sergio, fine. But we watch him play in the Ryder Cup and we don't think that, do we? No, we don't. This is petty by Rory, and I'm a Rory fan. Shake the man's hand. Say the right things. Let the sport of golf figure all this out. Go play golf. It was disappointing to me to see that. There's a big hullabaloo about as Reed was walking away, he tossed a tee out of his pocket toward Rory's caddy or Rory's way. Folks, they keep little buckets, little bins on the range for broken tees. And as after he shook his hand, Patrick Reed put his right hand in his pocket. It's a nervous thing we all do. Golfers like to play with their coin in their pocket or their divot fixer or whatever, pitch mark fixer, whatever it may be. And sometimes you feel a tee in there that's broken. And when you have a broken tee, you throw it away. You get it out of your pocket. I don't know that it was a broken tee, but it looked to me like a guy on a range who had a busted tee in his pocket that just tossed it toward the little bin where they go. And they're saying that Patrick Reed did something like throw a tee at Rory McIlroy. I say that's absurd. Hey, we're proud to have the Blue Mountain Hotel in Manhattan as a great sponsor of KKHI. It's a wonderful place to visit if you're going out there for a sporting event or a tournament this spring or summer or wedding parties, Kansas State sporting events, rehearsal dinners, receptions, reunions, or business. Yes, now they're working in conjunction with Colbert Hills. Colbert Hills has some cabins as well, and the Blue Mountain Hotel is working with Colbert Hills for stay-and-play packages at Colbert Hills this year. If you'd like to take a weekend and go play golf, or a couple of weekdays, doesn't really matter, and stay at the golf course, contact the Blue Mountain Hotel. They can arrange it all for you for your golf getaway for large groups. These are for big groups. The cabins can sleep. I think they sleep, they sleep at least eight, and they're side-by-side, so you could take 16 people and go play Colbert Hills and spend a couple of nights there. Call Skylar at the Blue Mont Hotel for group reservations. She can come up with a great solution for you. BlueMontHotel.com. B-Stock, online at bstock.net. My man Chris is all over it right now. They've got Samsung, the frame TVs, 43-inch, $699. They are $999 at Best Buy. That's the typical kind of discount you get. The frame by Samsung is really cool. We have one in our downstairs bar. Chris wanted to put one in our house when we built it. He's like, this is really a cool item. When the TV is not on, you select a photo or a picture or a painting or anything you want to be on the wall, and it looks like art. Or you can rotate. 
You can rotate through family photos. There's a million things you can do with a Samsung The Frame, but just know this, your television on the wall is also art when it's not playing a Chiefs game. They're really cool. Right now, they're on sale big time at bstock.net. Samsung The Frame, 43-inch, $699, 300 less than Best Buy. And Back 9 Development, Kansas City, Lawrence, Topeka, Manhattan. Back 9 Development invites you to go to their website and take a look at their portfolio of the great work they've done. From their condominium projects like the Solheim at Grand Mere, wonderfully successful condominium project, to commercial projects and things they're doing elsewhere. Custom homes they're doing in the Kansas City area. Why wouldn't you call them? If you're interested in building or developing, or if you've got a group of investors with an idea and some land and a property, you want to meet TJ. You want to meet this man. 785-236-0161 online at back9development.com. I got a man crush on Josh Holly. I've said this for quite a while. I, I have a man crush on him. We're going to get him on the podcast. Yes, he's going to get on. We're, we'll get Josh Holly on the podcast. Yes. Um, he has come forth with something that is just so fantastic that is not only meaningful as it pertains to substance, but gloriously effective politically. Josh Holly has introduced the Pelosi Act. Josh Hawley has introduced the Pelosi Act. It is a Senate bill that stands for preventing elected leaders from owning securities. Pelosi. This is so great. It's, he's so great. Preventing elected leaders from owning securities and investments. Pelosi. Preventing elected leaders owning securities investments. Pelosi. Fantastic. Nothing to add here. Can't wait to see how people vote. Get it out there. Let's get the Democrats on the record. Who would say no to this thing? Now, when they toss it back to the House, there could be people voting against it just because of what it's named. Which is fantastic because the Republicans can pass it on their own. If it goes that way. I want to see it. I want to see this come to fruition. Josh Hawley, you my friend, are a rock star. New KCI news. I'm going to be flying out of KCI the next twice in the next month. That'll be it for me. The next time I fly, I'll be going to the new airport. Burns and McDonald, many years ago on my radio show, came forth and said, we have an idea for a new airport. We're a great Kansas City company. We have designed this. We can help. We can do it. And then Kansas City screwed them over. And I said, why, why are we not using the Kansas City company Burns and McDonald?" to design, develop, and build the airport as the engineers. I didn't get it. I never understood it. Neither did Burns and McDonald. They were very professional. They sort of graciously went away. And they put up a fight at the beginning to try to get the contract. They wanted the contract for the new airport. And I understand why. It's their hometown. It, they should have gotten it. I don't know who in Kansas City doesn't like them, but they went with this other wacky company. I think they're Canadian. Was it a Canadian company they went with? So Burns and McDonald very quietly filed a legal action against a law firm in Kansas City called Hush Blackwell, which is the third biggest law firm in Kansas City. Hush Blackwell has represented Burns and McDonald since 1981 in dozens of cases. Hush Blackwell had been sought by Burns and McDonald to represent them to get the bid and to be the airport uh, engineering company designer, the whole thing. Hush Blackwell's attorney 
rebuffed Burns and McDonald and said, no, thanks. I'm not, we're not taking your business here on this airport project. And then that attorney, the lead attorney that said no to Burns and McDonald, went to the city and became their attorney. Well, that's kind of a no-no, isn't it? So that man went off to get rich on his own, a member of Hush Blackwell. Burns and McDonald filed suit. They didn't go to court. They agreed to private arbitration, binding arbitration. Three-person panel on the arbitration board unanimously agrees that Hush Blackwell's attorney's wrongdoings, attorney-client relationship is the basis of this since 1981, was way outside the bounds of what a law firm should do and what a lawyer should do. Get this. Are you ready for this? Burns and McDonald did not get this contract. This is how effed up Kansas City is and how we screw up everything we do. Now they're on the hook for a $62 million award to Burns and McDonald. Burns and McDonald did not get the airport and they're making a $62 million profit. That is so Kansas City. Kansas City went against the Kansas City firm, cheated them out of it, and now owe them $62 million. I can't overstate this headline. No thanks to the Kansas City company, because why? They weren't going to, all the people in Kansas City, Missouri politics, weren't going to get their pockets lined as much as the, the money they were offered by the people from Canada. You know that this is about. It's about politicians getting rich. That's what it's always about. And it wasn't going to happen if they went with Burns McDonald. So they screw them over. And now here we are before the airport is open. Burns McDonald wins $62 million in a binding arbitration. Good for Burns McDonald. That's hard to root for any of these people, honestly. I, I, I know people that, the Burns McDonald people that I worked with through the years were always very nice. They were great. And as I recall, it was pretty obvious the people I was dealing with were Republicans. And I like that. And I think that's what this is about. I think Burns and McDonald did not get this job because they're too conservative. The company is too Republican. I honestly believe that. I believe Kansas City, Missouri just said, nope, let's go with the socialists up here in Canada or wherever they're from and have them do this for us. Honest to God, I think that's what it is. Because the so, but, but I don't really have any rooting interest for Burns and McDonald. They're, I never, I was over it, feeling bad for them. They make gazillions of dollars. They're a wonderful company. But they're great for Kansas City. And a Kansas City company, I mean, it's unthinkable to think if the Royals build a new stadium that a Kansas City firm won't design it. How did the city screw this up like this? And now $62 million is awarded to Burns and McDonald. Good for them. That was a shady, dirty, Kansas City-style business dealing to enrich and fatten the pockets of liberal politicians. That's all this has been from the start. It's all the World Cup is. It's all the Royals' new stadium will be. It's all whatever the Chiefs are going to get will be. It's so sick what has happened with politics in this country. That's why Josh Hawley's Pelosi Act matters. They're stealing enough just in their dirty dealings that they shouldn't have to take inside information and buy stocks. Stacey Abrams is the lady who ran for governor in Georgia twice and failed both times. She is not responding to requests from the media right now. If you listened to yesterday's podcast, we gave you the most shocking poll result in the history of poll results. In the state of Georgia, according to the University of Georgia poll, black voters in Georgia that had trouble voting in the 2022 November election that had difficulty because, you know, there's voter suppression. Black voters in Georgia, 0% 
said they had trouble. Zero. This is unprecedented. We've never had a poll where 0% people said it was a problem. 0%. So the media now trying to contract Stacey Abrams, who, say, who says it doesn't matter if people are complaining or not, it still exists. That was always her stance. You know, the stats were always against her. The facts, like so many times with liberals, were against her. So her defensive always was, it doesn't mean you have to see it to say it's not happening. Well, yeah, it kind of does. Now what's she doing? She says she's not ruling out running for Senate or governor or anything else in Georgia. But here she is after this poll comes out and everybody is contacting her for comment and she is not giving any comments on this. I can't imagine that your whole ruse in politics is, you know, it's 1863 you know, the slaves are just now, we're talking about emancipating the slaves. We're getting fighting a civil war. We're doing all this stuff. We're in the 1850s. We got slaves, 1860s. That that's your, that's your grift in 2023. And this poll comes out. There has never been a poll result. There has never been a poll result in American history that has showed zero racism. That people believe there is zero racism. Especially those that are believed to be the oppressed. Black voters, 0% said there was any racism or suppression involved in the election in the state of Georgia. Zero. Not one respondent. They couldn't even find one wacky dude, you know, that's just out there thinking the whole world's out to get me. Just one really paranoid guy says, yeah, well, you know, it was a little difficult to fill out the form or something. No, nobody. Nobody. Zero. Stacey Abrams has no comment because, let's be honest, how could she comment? Another new poll is shocking. You know, this doesn't shock me. This will shock a lot of people. This, the only thing shocking about this is it's 9%. The response is 9%, which is insanely low. So that's the only shocking thing here is the number is 9%. But when I ask the question, when I, when I read for you the question they asked, you're, you're not going to be in the 9%. You're going to be in the 91. All of you are going to be in the 91. The question was, do you think, American corporations should do more to promote diversity and environmentalism. Simple question. Do you think American corporations should do more to promote diversity and or environmentalism? 9% of Americans say yes. Nobody cares about these issues. Why the hell is this stuff all over the news and in our public conscience. I agree with Morgan Freeman, the famous actor, who says racism will go away when we stop talking about it. Stop asking me about it. Stop talking about it. When we ignore it, it's going to go away. We need to put racism in this country in the corner in a timeout with a dunce hat on it. Just set it over in the corner, set it over there and let it sit there. We'll acknowledge that it's sitting over there, but that's it. Can you imagine these poll results? 0% voter suppression in Georgia, according to black respondents. And 9% of Americans think that corporations should do more for diversity and environmentalism. 9%. People in this country do not care about these Democrat issues. They simply don't. It is, it's alarming. It's alarming that the tail wags the dog in this country. Walmart has announced they're upping their hourly wage up to $19 an hour for some 340,000 employees. That's pretty good. I was in Walmart this week and I saw a couple people working there, to be honest. And I don't know, it's not that you judge somebody. 
But I think if you're like me, you're not only inquisitive, you're observant. You look at people and you see things. Uh, sometimes you see somebody working at Walmart and you may think, okay, this is an, this is an immigrant. This is somebody really working their way up. It's their starter. It's their boot, bootstraps, up on the bootstraps. I'm starting. I'm making some money that I wasn't making before. All right? I'm on my way up. They're young and you see it. You get it. And I think the wages are getting good enough at Walmart now and the working conditions and whatnot. I saw some retirees that looked like they were just trying to fill a little time there. And I'm not talking about 85-year-old people. I'm talking about some folks that look like maybe they were 60, 62. Like, you know what? I'm, I'm done with my previous career. I still want to work 20 hours a week. I'd come in here to Walmart, maybe 30 hours a week. Now you can make 19 bucks an hour doing that. Probably get some discounts on things that you shop there. If you work 30 hours a week, I'm pretty sure at Walmart you get benefits. What would be wrong with somebody who decides, you know what, I'm done with the rat race. I'm retiring at 57. I can go to work at Walmart for 30 hours a week, make 19 bucks an hour, and probably very quickly get a raise from that and have full benefits until I, I qualify for government benefits, Medicare or whatever. <laughs> I've heard of worse ideas than that. Way to go, Walmart. Might just change your image a little bit too. I'm a Walmart fan. I just, I, you know, you get, give me all that good stuff in one place for the lowest prices anywhere, and I don't have to even think about it. I know it's the lowest price. That, there's value in that to me. I don't know about you, but there's value in that to me. There's also value in calling Cross Kitchens KC. Tim Cross would love your job. Many of you have called this month. Okay, not everybody's getting in on this deal, so make the call this month before January 31st. The free countertops are legit. This guy's putting his dudes back to work right now. And he does not need to be as profitable right now as he does during the busy season. He's just got to keep working to meet those payrolls. That's the way this works. So right now, free countertops. If you contact crosskitchenskc.com, that's everywhere. Kitchens, bathrooms, wherever you put your counter. You want to build a bar in your basement? You want to redo your man cave? All your countertops. Free. Crosskitchenskc.com. And my buddy, Dr. Bill Bush over at NKC Dental is so proud that his staff wears TI scrubs. He's just so, he's such a big Chiefs fan. It's great. It's just awesome. All the Chiefs players go to North Kansas City Dental. Now, when they come in, they see the whole staff wearing these TI scrubs, the Mahomes scrubs. These are, it stands for titanium scrubs. If you or someone you know works in healthcare, you got to get these for them. They're a great gift idea, or they should get them for themselves. They're more comfortable, they're a higher quality fabric, they're stretchy, they're breathable. These are way better than any other scrubs that have ever been made. The quality, that's the whole point of TI Scrubs. The fact that they make them in Chiefs logos and stuff now is just a bonus. TI Scrubs was built with the concept of scrubs are not comfortable for people that work in them. They're not quality enough material. These are high-end scrubs for healthcare workers. You deserve it. You're making your living in these clothes. Wear something comfortable. Online at tiscrubs.com. Think of it as like wearing Under Armour style scrubs. But now you can get Chiefs logos all over it. Or Patrick Mahomes. They're cool. Online at TIscrubs.com. If you want to see what they look like, just peek your head into North Kansas City Dental someday. Just walk in and take a look around because they're all wearing them in there as the Chiefs are rolling. TIscrubs.com and NKC Dental. Cool stuff. Fun podcast. Doggone, I'm having a good time. I don't mind that it snowed. I don't mind, man. I'm having a good week. And I'm telling you, don't, don't give up on your Chiefs this week. Don't buy into this stuff. Hang in there with all of this. It's a good football team. They're going to find a way to make Mahomes capable, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. Unless there's something they're not telling us. Pretty sure he's going to be. If he went out and performed on Saturday, why can't he perform eight days later? 
I know it can stiffen and tighten and all those things. He's getting good treatment. Hang in there. Don't be down on the Chiefs this week. Don't think the Bengals are something they're not just because they've beaten the Chiefs. They've been a bugaboo, but the Chiefs have beaten themselves. Two Mahomes interceptions. I think there were three total turnovers in the playoff game last year after a 21-3 lead, and this year a four-point lead marching in to go up 11 at Cincinnati and a turnover. Take care of the ball. It's going to be a whale of a game. I like the Chiefs, and I like you for listening to KKHI. Thanks for listening to Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC. To get exclusive patrons-only podcasts, receive a weekly newsletter, and attend in-person patrons-only parties, visit kkhasissues.com and become a patron today. This has been a production of Crooked Tail Media Incorporated. (laughs) 